0: Batman Universe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe. As always, I am one of your hosts on this journey of Batman news every week, week in, week out. It is our pleasure And joining me as always is my good friend, my bat brother, Mr. Jamie McGow. Hey Jamie. Hey Andy, how are you buddy? I'm swell. This is a journey. It is. It's a journey we're all taking together. It is. It's a road, it's a path. Is
1: it yellow bricked? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I think it's it's yellow and dark blue bricked Yeah, boy, I knew you'd come. Right? I know you'd see where I was going with that. <laughs> We're <laughs> off to see the Dark Knight, the wonderful Dark Knight of Gotham. <laughs> he's he's the man behind the curtain. Is just his cape, like it's just him. Yeah. And he's, but it's, it's like, like look at me. yeah, it's just <laughs> hilarious. It's like not even a booth. It's just him and a microphone behind the cape. cape. <laughs> like, it's less
0: cool than I thought, but still cool.
1: It's still awesome. I'll take it. <laughs>
0: so uh, yeah, it's time to talk some Batman news. Indeed, it is, which is super, super exciting. Jamie had a, a quite the week. I did with with traveling. The and last things. couple of weeks yeah. has been
1: just travel city, travel, travel. Kind of weird, but this we did time it was top. a wedding, so it was. Ah, Why people
0: got to get married?
1: Well, the Labor Day wedding is a really tough one.
0: Oh yeah, because everyone's traveling.
1: Yeah, so it was flying. It was because I was flying standby. But Ugh. man, I was I was like, uh, I don't know, this is going to have to be a really close relative if the, for this yeah, to happen yeah. again. Which it wow. was in this case. So, well, Anywho, I'm glad you made it. Hope thanks. Man. Safe. I know. I had to get back here. I was like, listen, guys, there's a podcast.
0: Okay. <laughs> if nothing else, who cares about your our commitment of love to one another? I got to give you got the rest of your lives to spend together. That's I've right. got a weekly podcast right. that needs to get done.
1: That's the, we all have things we got to do, That's and true. this is mine. This is my TCB. That's
0: right, taking care of business. Taking care or, taking, or taking, care of Batman. Taking care of Batman. Can we rewrite it? So uh. let's let's get into the news. Let's start off as always with movies. Not tons of movie news, but a couple interviews out there. We're able to pull a little a little interesting nuggets of information. I uh,
1: always I always you know, when there's the interview stuff. I I always make sure to get pretty much all of it cuz yeah. I'm like we can sit and speculate and banter as we always do but as straight from do. the horse's mouth is, you know, even if they're kind of sort of steering here and there there's a lot of little nuance in what these guys say that gives It is more and it's it's, it's always
0: fun and interesting to That's hear what right. they're out there what they're putting out there. Yeah. A little uh, Snidey Good old Zack Snyder. What do you got to say, buddy? He's got a lot to say. He I, does? This is actually really interesting, I thought. Uh, so, Zack Snyder's helping out with this Doritos ad campaign for the Super Bowl? He is. Uh, so, according t- to this, he is. He sent out a tweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> it came a, from him. It. If it's tweeted, we know.
1: So, thousand
0: percent. exactly. If it's actually from him, we can believe it. But he, he's helping Doritos end its mega successful Super Bowl advertising campaign with a bang. After 10 years and more of 32,000 entries, the addictive Frito Lay chip is running its last Crash the Super Bowl campaign, which tasks aspiring filmmakers with making a 30 second commercial inspired by Doritos. Last year, a 35-year-old first-time director won the prize. Uh, so this year, fans at home will determine the winning ad, which will air during the Super Bowl. In addition, the lucky and very talented filmmaker who created it will get to work with Snyder on the set of an upcoming Warner Brothers and DC superhero movie. Getting him coffee, but I'll take it. I would take the crap out. I will. Of that job. I will get him so much coffee. <laughs> I have no problem with that. He will be like, stop with the coffee, uh, no, and I'm I, like, no, it's okay. It's my pleasure. Would well, you like anything else? I just want you to be happy, man. I just want you to be happy. <laughs> uh, the winner will also get a million-dollar prize, while two runners-up will get a cool 100 grand and get to consult on an upcoming Doritos campaign. Uh, and Dang. then as part – so this is great, which I leads me to believe there is going to be a heavy BVS presence during the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Tis the year. We're starting to come up on this stuff. Yeah, I remember
0: last year people were hoping for it, but we all kind of knew in the back of our minds it was too soon. It's too, yeah. But this year?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say so. yeah. yeah. We're (laughs) we're starting to really see. (laughs) It's a cool Kool-Aid man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Kool-Aid man had it right almost every time. You know what I mean? Almost every time. Especially when it comes to this. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, we're getting close here, you know, and we're starting to see a lot more even just kind of. Uh, I think I saw another uh, behind-the-scenes photo yesterday. I think pop- was it yesterday that it popped up? It was just the Soup's Batman photo, and um, I think it was the Batmobile shot.
0: Oh, where okay, yeah, Supes yeah. is
1: standing on the Batmobile, and right. Affleck is standing up. Uh, but just yeah, like just we're constantly seeing, not constantly, but a lot, a lot more of this stuff is coming around. Yeah, the and, momentum is building, and yeah, the Super Bowl is a huge event to not be missed when it comes to promoing big stuff. Yeah. So Warner Brothers. Do it.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. Step up. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, be, as part of this whole Doritos thingamabobber, uh, Zach did some interviews and had some things to say about Batman v. Superman and rumors around it and uh, the DC Extended Universe as a whole. So, let's talk a little bit about that, Jamie. Indeed. Um, uh, I can even ask the question, and you can p- play the part of Zach.
1: Okay, sweet. Should so, we do this? I, I was looking at this first one. This the one's first one was more, one's about, the more about the contest. Eh, let's skip it. Let's skip it. Let's it skip if you're
0: it. really interested in entering the Doritos contest, Google it.
1: Well, this is a Yahoo news article, so you can look this whole thing up on Yahoo. We're just basically yeahhoo yeah, puppeting yeah. It anyway. so do we
0: I mean we can just jump to uh to some of the stuff that's specifically about the d c extended universe and Batman v Superman uh like for example, right here it says, you know, how do people jump into the film industry? we don't have to go into that, but the kind of follow up uh he follow-up. sort of starts
1: getting into it, yes, where he says, um there are mostly blockbusters and tiny indie films these days, and Steven Spielberg said that he thought superhero movies would go the way of the western. As the guy running the DC franchise, what did you think of that? Uh, oh, that was the question. That was asked the question. Sorry, I didn't put it in bold, so I didn't know. <laughs> Fool, uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, so that was asked of him. And he said, he might not be wrong. I think it puts more pressure on us, the filmmakers, not to just crank out superhero movies for the sake of it. To me, the one thing I love working in the DC universe is that Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are American mythology. It's not about making a superhero. It's a mythological universe that we live in. That, I hope, stands the test of time. They stood the test of time. That's hopefully the sort of magic bullet. Uh, But who knows what audiences will want in the future.
0: Yes. Yes, I I, yes. I like this. You know, there there was a little bit of people jumping on Spielberg for saying that that oh someday superhero films are going to go the way of the western. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again we've talked about it ad nauseum about well these uh, always about, oh will the bubble yes. burst? These things
1: come in waves. They, they go. They come and go. It's how it goes. I don't think they'll go the way of the western in that you know they'll disappear. But, well, and even westerns haven't disappeared. No, right they, they haven't. I
0: mean, there there's but they're fewer and more far between.
1: Yeah, it's. Unfortunately, we only get a few of these that come into theaters here. And, and I now, love The still Lone Rangers. So I do, me, too. Don't I don't do, me. too. I love all these westerns. <laughs> yeah. that 310 to Yuma. And, oh, that's a great um, one. Uh, what was the other one that came out?
0: I can't think of it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, and I, but I, I like what Snyder had to say, which is like, oh, it just puts the pressure on us to make sure that we're delivering... Great movies. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just say, "Oh, we're making a superhero movie and it's easy." Mm-hmm. You have to ha- bring something more th- to the table than that. And exactly. I, I think that that's the right attitude. But that's what to have. makes,
1: yeah, that's what makes these movies good. Is when they approach them from the aspect of being a film first, you right? Know? And right. it's like it's got to be a good movie, and then the superhero element, element is exactly that—an element in it. That's yeah, what makes it successful. I think
0: for sure. Uh, the person continued. Is there anything you do to keep them fresh?
1: To which you responded, to me, it's about the drama, the humanity of it. Those are, like, Shakespearean characters, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent. They have an, an inherent drama built into their makeup.
0: All right. Which yeah. you can kind of see. Yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I think that's what what all of us who really love superheroes feel about them. You know, like, yeah. they they... Superheroes on the surface, for people who are not into them, they kind of just are like, well, some guy running around in tights, right. you know. But when you, you kind of see them in this this way that all the drama, their backstory what drove them to do something so extreme, you see, you know, okay, why it can be taken so seriously because you are looking at it in a human element and going, what would make a person in r- the real world go so far to put on a costume and fight? Right. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and so... That's, again, we're with him.
0: Well, and kind of like how he said earlier, he said, you know, these characters have stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. So he feels like that's a huge benefit to working in this universe. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's right is the ones that have something really compelling about them other than the fact that they put on a cape and punch Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Like those are the ones that stand the test of time. The Mm -hmm. ones that have something really interesting for readers and viewers to hook into and stay interested in the character. Mm -hmm. Because there are tons of heroes that have been introduced over the years that – didn't catch on because there was just something missing or there was something that people didn't resonate with mm-hmm. and though you know gosh you could you could fill a book with all of those right um but these are ones that have stood the test of time and have continued to be reiterated over the years mm-hmm. because there is as he puts here an inherent drama and mm-hmm. something inherent in their stories that people gravitate to mm-hmm.
1: agreed great and indeed <laughs> Uh, are we Thrilling. switching off here? I read this one, the sure. question. Cool. Sure. Uh, do you worry about stuffing too many heroes into Batman v. Superman, or will those mostly be cameos?
0: I try and stay central. There's something really fun about bringing the other characters in, but it's really about staying central to the real core mythology is what I think the en- the audience enjoys most so he, he sidestepped oh, that gosh, pretty well geez,
1: I missed the bold on that because okay. yeah, yeah.
0: uh, you know basically they're trying to get info as far as who's in and how much yeah. and he just kind of said I'm just trying to stay focused it's yeah. fun to do but let's stay focused yeah, let's and, stay which focused. is a very safe way of not giving anything away absolutely uh, uh, and then they further asked They said, there's so many rumors about the DC universe what are the craziest you've heard To which he replied, There are
1: so many, it's insanity. It's funny because every now and then someone will touch on something that's kind of true. But the next thing they say makes me realize that they took a wild guess. They'll say say something and I'll say, Oh snap, they must have seen a script. And then they'll say, And then this happens. And I'll go, Oh, they have no idea what they're talking about. It's fun for everyone to speculate and take shots of things and try and sell it. Uh, There's an industry in selling your guess. People think I'm going to make a fake script and look like I read the real one. What length are you willing to go? Um, uh, there's a rumor that my son is playing Robin. It's not true. Now that now there are all these images of of him that people have made where he's dressed like Robin. It's fun to hear and see them. Gosh, got to be really fun for yeah. his son e- Eli, right? I, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like. How cool is that? I'd be like, yeah, dude, yeah, okay. Everyone's happy with this, so right. dad, <laughs> what's up? I have a pretty good connection here. Can we make this so? Uh, but yeah, it's it's got to be so wild to be on the other side of this, you know, yeah. and just see... Reading these
0: rumors and being like, oh, so not true. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. And it's something that we see in our business as well. Is, you oh, know, you, yes. You hear these rumors out there and you're like, who are you even talking yeah, to? What? That's so far off base. And, yeah, it's it, weird. It's kind of reassuring to hear that about a lot of the rumors around this movie because yeah. there, there are so many. Mm-hmm. There's just so many rumors about this movie in this universe because mm-hmm. everybody wants to know more. And it's kind of reassuring to hear Snyder go, they don't know what they're talking about, you yeah. know, like which is great because it means that they've preserved a lot of what's in it.
1: <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, he They continued and asked uh, – You're overseeing such a big, big universe with Wonder Woman and Aquaman and other films. How do you handle overseeing them all?
0: He said, I'm staying with Batman v. Superman and Justice League and Justice League 2. Those are my main responsibilities as well as producing the other movies. That's the main line. Once you get Justice League, you're pretty deep in it. But like I was saying, not to be a selfless promoter of our program, what it shows is that we have this giant birth of opportunity with the DC movies now to, I think, find the opportunities for even young filmmakers to get involved because there are so many projects.
1: That's awesome. And it's – I think that's smart, you know, that he's – it's really cool when you have these – this is the kind of world we live in uh, cinematically where there are these guys godfathering these franchises, Mm -hmm. um, but they're not controlling every aspect of it, you know. Mm -hmm. They're saying, this is the long arc. Here's your character in between, you know. These are the marks that they probably have to hit, kind of a Kevin Feige situation at at Marvel, you know, that sort of thing where it's like, you know, it should feel cohesive as far as where it's all going. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I want variety in these other movies and I think most people do too. Yeah. because some of these, like, you know, a lot of people have complained of the darkness of Batman v. Superman how it looks that that may not gel with them. But maybe there's going to be a more lighthearted movie that comes out that does gel with them more. Right. So it's great to have that variety. And, and really cool to be promoting um, more young, new filmmakers to come out there. And, I mean, this, you can't really get your feet wet on a movie like this. I mean, right, you got to bring right. some to the table. You know, I doubt the Doritos winner will be doing their Directing own Wonder Cyborg. Woman too. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. But uh, pretty rad. So
0: Very, very cool. So good stuff there. Uh, there was another interview with Zack Snyder that came out this week uh, that caused a little bit of a scuffle in the geek community. Indeed it did. So Zack Snyder spoke with the Daily Beast on Batman v. Superman and how the heroes seem different from those at Marvel. He said, I feel like Batman and Superman are transcendent of superhero movies in a way because they're Batman and Superman. They're not just like flavor of the week Ant-Man, not to be mean, but whatever it is, what is the next blank man? Uh, And then he said on the Batman focus in Batman v Superman, he said – Uh, because there had been some talk about how much Batman, is there going to be more Batman than Superman and so they asked him about that and he said only in that because it's a different Batman than the Batman that was in the Christopher Nolan films. So we have a little bit more explaining to do and you just had a whole Superman movie. But I think only in that way because you need to understand where Batman is with everything and that's more toward the beginning but it evens back out as it goes on.
1: Yeah, I think I mean that's no surprise obviously in, in terms of the amount of Batman we're getting in this. Um... Even though we've seen the death of the Waynes how many times? It's important, obviously, c- considering what Burton did and and made the Joker, the person who killed mm-hmm. uh, Napier, the person who killed his parents, the Waynes, uh, You know, you got to touch on it at least. So we need a little bit more backstory because it's different and, yeah. and and no surprise what, there. But this is yeah. obviously going to be very clearly a standoff between the two of them. So. Right.
0: And I don't think it's I don't think it's so much mm-hmm. about just the origin it's more just yeah. about like here's here's this batman and where he is right now and where his place in the story is so it can kind of merge with what we just saw in man of steel yes. and then move forward as one cohesive story right it's and so a, it's, it's table setting as, yes. as we often said is they they've got a the table has already been set for yes. superman now they've got to set the table for batman so that way we can move forward
1: yeah because we know who batman is and but you have to like you say kind of put his place in this universe you Yeah, know, we they always have to do that you still as a filmmaker have to pretend what if somebody doesn't know the backstory this is their first Batman movie okay right. maybe we can gloss over some things but you still gotta touch those key points you know it's your job as a storyteller and mm-hmm. so um, you know hey looking forward to that alleyway death scene one more time let's do it <laughs> again it once again <laughs>
0: roll the tape <laughs> so let's go back to the first comment though. Yes. i want to hear your thoughts on this because uh, like i said it caused a little bit of drama out there mm-hmm. and i understand why but mm-hmm. i also totally understand what he's saying but what, what were your thoughts on what snyder had to say where he said batman and superman are transcendent of superhero movies in a way because they're batman and superman they're not just like the flavor of the week ant-man
1: Yeah, I mean, the truth is, um, you know, I think we most people can agree that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman have always been these heroes that, you know, we've talked before about how the Marvel uh, heroes, there was only a handful of them that were actually very well known, and even these ones, like the Avenger heroes, you know, were not akin to the same... uh, Popularity that Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman have been, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's fair. I don't think he's trying to be mean. I think he's making a comparison, yes, um, and to say that you know Marvel has proven that you can take characters like Ant Man and say they're just as cool as Iron Man, and we'll show you, and they're mm-hmm. and they're awesome, and and all you know, just you can take just as uh, DC could eventually do a Blue Beetle movie, you know, and yeah. say. Blue Beetle's actually rad. You know, you may not know him like that, man, but he's awesome. But, you know, it would have been obviously easier or less controversial if he had said had said Blue Beetle instead of Ant-Man. But, right, you know, right. it's a, it it's was a good analogy, analogy it was too,
0: off too, the top of his head. Because people yeah. get it.
1: You get the analogy right there. So, yeah, I don't think there's a, a malice in there at all. Right. I think it's – I think most people – have heard of Batman and Superman and others have not heard of Ant-Man or or maybe don't care because there's been one Ant-Man movie and you know that, right. aside from that what kind of popularity has that character has
0: so. Yeah and see and I, I totally agree with you because you know if you if you actually read the quote yes you understand what he's saying he's right. just saying that Batman and Superman are this are these huge institutions yeah. and some of these other characters are not Yeah he used Ant-Man as an example he yeah. wasn't dissing Marvel. No. He wasn't dissing Ant-Man. No. He didn't say it was a bad movie. He even yeah. said not to be mean. You know, yeah. He's just saying Batman and Superman... This is like Zeus. You are, know, yeah, like, These are, are these huge... Are these huge yeah. cultural icons, yeah. and Ant-Man isn't. Yeah. And I get what he's saying. The problem is, is people took this and ran with it, and some of the... Headlines were ridiculous. Like It was like, Zack Snyder says that his movies will blow Marvel out of the water. (laughs) And I'm like, where do you get that from this? Where do you get that? That doesn't say anything in Mm -hmm. there. Read the quote. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... People, Everybody know, likes a people a, a, love like, that rivalry and yeah. they and they love picking sides and mm-hmm. it's just he's he's not being mean here he's just saying he's just, he's just saying selling
1: it like it is. He's telling it like it is. I mean that's the truth. It's sometimes it's hard, you know. People don't like, you know, it's sometimes not PC to tell the truth, but it's like socially, you know, go, go do a a, um, a poll and right. who knows and likes these characters. And I'm sorry, it's like Superman, Batman, they're gonna win. They're yeah. gonna win these polls. Yeah. It's just. Everyone knows it, you know. So right. it's yeah, no no harm done. I don't think. No, any. It's, it's just silly, you know. And whatever, Marvel and DC probably both love it because hey, you know, it's Pepsi and Coke, man. Yeah. yeah, it's it's good for them all. All right, moving forward. Yes, sir. So a uh, little Jason Momoa news, uh, not really news, but he was just at um, a fan expo in Canada. And there was a short video of them kind of trying to get him to talk about Aquaman, and he. Yeah. Uh, he dodged it pretty well. I mean, he just sort of, he was really hard to hear, actually, in a lot of it, because he's just kind of grunting and, you know, being his Momoa self, you know, <laughs> a fun guy, but, like, you know, just uh, a very, you know, a manly man, you know, with a deep voice. Uh, so he he talked about how awesome uh, it's going to be to play Aquaman and how his kids are going to be, you know, excited and think he's actually cool for a while doing this role, um, but he also spoke on why he thought Snyder chose him for this role, uh, not only for his acting ability, but also his heritage and like some of his tattoos um, that influenced the casting. Uh, one of the things he referenced was his arm tattoo and how it represents the uh, power animal of his family and is the symbol of the mano, which means shark, in Hawaiian. So, I mean, it's like, you know... It's great when you find a guy, you're like, you're already the guy. You know, like, that's what an easy casting choice, you know. It's like, this is the kind of Aquaman I want, and you're, like, already kind of there. You know, your your life and your heritage is in line with this character. Mm -hmm. No brainer, you know. Will you do it? And not to mention, it's like, it'd be one thing if he was, like, this real skinny, frail, you know, Uh, Ben Gunn-looking dude, you know, hobbling around. He's like, my family's of the sea. You know, it's like, no, this is a huge, physically imposing monster of a dude. I I didn't get that reference. No, dude, Ben Gunn, original treasure, Treasure Island, the original Ben Gunn, man. He's this... Uh, uh, just this tiny little frail, you know. He really looks like he was marooned for okay. five years <laughs> on an island. So, just look it up. It's he's hilarious. I love it. Um. Uh, so yeah, he's he's he fits the role visually. He fits the role, in, and anyway, so he just ta- touched on that. And then, um, somebody asked about how serious he would be in the film, you know, and he said, "Well, I can't see myself busting out a bunch of jokes, you know." So again, kind of. A little bit of wishy-washy there. It's hard yeah. to say, you know. It, we'll see. I'm sure there'll be some comedic nature to it. Uh, but finally, somebody asked him, uh, you know, what about all these fish jokes and all the Aquaman jokes? And he kind of just smiled and said, well, you know, I just tell those people, we'll just we'll just wait and see. We'll yeah. just wait and see. And you know, you know that this is going to be one of those characters as we've talked about before. He's going to bring some great white out or something, and everyone is going to be like, dude, you're a badass. Like, yeah. we... we yeah. We take back everything we said. You're amazing. You know, it's going to be, you know everyone's going to turn tail on that, which oh, yeah. I think it's fun nature anyway for the right, most part, right. but at the same time, you know, they're going to bring it. They're going to make sure that to silence They the, They wouldn't the even
0: have done Aquaman if they didn't think they could bring it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, and honestly, it's just become one of those things, I think, because of his costume, as we've talked before, you know, that he's, uh, he's kind of become a silly character, but... If you write down, you know, okay, what would be the awesome things that he can do and that he has done in some of these comics, yeah. you're like, well,
0: this is a dude. He's awesome. The, like, people, who make, the people who make the jokes yes. are the people who don't read the books. Right. Exactly. They're like,
1: oh, he's riding the seahorse. Yeah. And they're like, okay, well, you're referencing something from a way long time yeah, ago, from 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, it's just so. It'll be awesome to see him bring it, man. Yeah,
0: can't wait. It's uh, moving on to a tiny little bit of Suicide Squad news. Kara Delevingne. Uh, who plays the Enchantress uh, sorry this no, is, it's, right. it's, uh, I'll just read the thing the latest rumor from Heroic Hollywood claims that the Enchantress is actually going to be the villain of the movie with Task Force X attempting to stop her from resurrecting her brother which will somehow result in her destroying the world. Who her brother is and why bringing him back to life would mean the end of the world is a mystery. But remember, Enchantress is actually a normal human named June Moon, whose powers are the result of being possessed by an evil force. So chances are, this brother is not a terribly nice fella. <laughs> This—did you write that or no? Is that? It's comic, comic book, book movie. movie. Yeah. So this, this is from comicbookmovie.com. Yeah, yes. Uh, So just a little rumor on what the storyline for Suicide Squad will be. Mm -hmm. Also, a new picture has surfaced of Kara online that shows her makeup in the process of getting done as the enchantress for Suicide Squad. Provides our best look yet at some of the little details of the character's somewhat disturbing visage. The Tau cross on her neck, for example. In witchcraft, this cross is said to offer protection to those – about to undertake a long journey, and is used in some cultures as a talisman against sickness. It's also clear from the pic that she has writing on her forehead. Perhaps the vo- the Joker visits the same tattoo artist. <laughs> um, so interesting. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I had not read this rumor. Yeah. Honestly, i had seen the headline. I didn't click on it because I'm pretty good. Like I've been. I've been very good about that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so it sounds well. Again, it's
1: heroic Hollywood, so hard to say. He hard gets, to say. It's you know he's he's hit on some and you know and lost Not on so many much. others. Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> but interesting to think you know because that is the big question around Suicide Squad is what is the mission? Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, if it's around the Enchantress being the villain, I think that there could be some potential there because mm-hmm. in the trailer, we do see quite a bit of her. Yes. On her own. Yes. Which leads me to believe that is very possible. I agree. Because you see, you kind of, as you're watching the trailer, you see her pre-Enchantress, uh-huh. and you see her mid-transformation. Mm-hmm. So, and she's by herself. It's yes. not like she's already in Belle Reeve. It's not like she, you don't, she's, you don't see her in the group shots. Yep. So, there is evidence to support this.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think it, and it's kind of cool because she's, you know, not knowing a whole lot about the character, but the fact that she is basically a normal Person, a good person in in her own life, and then this spell, or I can't remember what it is, but basically that takes her over and she becomes a villain. You know, it's just it's really good prime material for this sort of thing. And yeah, to to introduce, uh, it's kind of cool to take a character that's already in the cast and then you know, or that we already know about, and right. have them end up being the the villain, you yeah. know, the antagonist because. I don't know. It, it would be weird. Well, there's still some time, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I have no idea. This sits well with me. I have no idea who the villain could be. I don't. But. It's
0: The Joker doesn't make sense. He's going to be
1: a villainous No, character. he's going
0: to be a wild card, but Yeah, I don't think he'll be the mission.
1: He can't be the main guy. It, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit to me um, because – Not to mention, because I think he's got so much longevity. Like, he's got a ways to go. So, wrapping up any story of his would just be dumb. Right, right. Oh, yeah, we'll make him the villain and they'll defeat him and then that's it. Okay. Uh, So... I agree. I agree, especially on the points of some of the solo scenes, like her sitting in that bathtub and looking, yeah. like, confused. Like, yeah. maybe she just came out of a trance or a ritual right. or something like that. And her like in that. the cave by mm-hmm. herself, you know. around, yeah, where probably she gets maybe that – she's taken a hold. That's where, yeah. It happens. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, – I give some validity to this because it doesn't seem – so crazy out there! It, mm. it, it feels like it makes some sense, yeah. not knowing anything. Like oh, this it's could, possible? Yeah, it's totally uh, plausible. But you know, we're not hashtagging confirming this for you. Not uh, yet, my not, not, not yet. Sorry, man. You just you have too many strikes. <laughs> it's, it's hashtag plausible. Hashtag plausible, indeed. Yes, sir. Uh, in other news, uh, moving on, uh, The Rock last week. Uh, old Dwayne Johnson. He uh, posted a Twitter picture uh, of him sitting on a truck with a uh, Superman t-shirt on, and it was in this picture, it's not colored in, but it was colored in. And um, he wrote, "No capes." hashtag Black Adam igksditd hashtag One Fine Day hashtag uh, Teth in the bloodstream. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Uh, I hoped you did. No, I don't know that one. Uh but I had to take this little excerpt which I thought was hilarious. Uh yeah. that comicbook.com uh had speculated that the hashtag, hashtag Blash, uh, #the hashtag black adam igk ditd stands for black adam is going to kick superman Directly in the dick.
0: <laughs> Which I hope that's true. Is I love that. Because that was the other thing. I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah. But I like that they don't know either, but this is their guess. I think it's a great guess. I think it's a pretty solid guess. It's a really guess. creative, good Very guess. Very creative.
1: It's so funny. Uh, so, I mean, the rock he's a beast he's and,
0: and he's hilarious he's, he's a blast what a I, lo- guy. I love the guy
1: what a guy yeah so fun. So
0: now I'm gonna start hashtagging everything like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> just making up just ridiculous I-G-K-S-S-D-I-T-D.
1: yeah hey man IGK it's hard to say IGKSDITD yeah, know, you got to get it so it's like phonetically just flowing. Like, yeah, flow, it has you to flow, like, no, no problem. J K S D I T D. Like right on. <laughs> is, that, is that what they're saying?
0: So uh, fun, and I, I'm all for seeing Black Adam and Superman throw down sometime totally. in the near future.
1: Totally. I, I am so curious of what, what is going to happen with this with his movie. Yeah, I because mean, we honestly, still haven't
0: heard too much about
1: it. I mean, it's so far away still, but you know. The Rock, he's just a force, man. So it's like he's going to get out there, and he's he's excited about it. So I have a feeling, you know, either the movie could get bumped up further just because of the excitement around right. it, or you know, we'll just find out more about that than other movies just because, you know, Dwayne Johnson, he's just a, a man of the press. He likes to be out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's the social means. it's awesome. Yes, sir.
0: So moving on to a very important holiday that is coming our way very soon. It's coming, Batman Day. Yeah, man. We've so, been waiting. Yeah. F donuts. Did you write? Did you write a letter to Batman telling him you've been a good boy this year? I didn't. I did.
1: Not yet. I've I've started it, but you know, you got it. You got to make it convincing. And, I asked uh, for a new cowl. You did. I did. Yeah.
0: And I c- I could use another one. New tires for the Batmobile. Yeah, indeed. Uh, the anyway, necessities. Yeah. You know, just the small things. Yeah. Batman Day is backed by popular demand, honoring one of the most iconic superheroes of all time. The Cape Crusader celebration features all things Batman from comics to video games and more, inviting fans everywhere to partake in festivities at thousands of comic book shops, bookstores, schools, libraries, and other retail partners. What the hell's going on at schools?
1: I have no idea.
0: I would be They're, amazing I, if they had something
1: going on at school. But I mean, like, I'm
0: all for it, but I have a hard time believing schools are going to be throwing Batman Day parties.
1: Agreed. Agreed. I'm like, uh, <laughs> the, you but, might be reaching a little bit yeah, there, yeah. but, you know, hey.
0: It's a press Why, why not? Wishful at thinking. At schools. Wishful thinking it' a bad thing. Right. <laughs> uh, in honor of Batman Day, fans will receive a free copy of Batman Endgame Special Edition Number 1 with an eight-page preview of the upcoming Batman and Robin Eternal at their local comic shops, libraries, and bookstores. The following retailers will carry free exclusive variant covers for Batman Endgame Special Edition Number 1, allowing fans to create a set. Comic Book Shops, Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, Books A Million, FYE, GameStop, Hastings, Hot Topic, Spencer's, iTunes, Amazon, Comixology, Google, Google Play, and Nook. Many of these retailers will also offer fun promotional giveaways and special deals on Batman products.
1: So that's how you know this. there's still, you know kind of throwing it out there just kind of saying you know all encompassing Right. they, they said bookstores which nobody everyone Pretty knows open. those don't exist yeah, where, anymore where are so go? schools bookstores you know all that stuff
0: right uh, Batman Day partners include Warner Brothers consumer products with licensees Bendon. Capstone, Penguin, Random House, Scholastic... Uh, don't, and read, don't read the okay. rest of this. This is nonsense. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> You can of read nonsense. the press release if you really care about all that. Anyway, so yes, basically, uh, if you want more information on Batman Day and all the things that are planned and the things that, that you can do and ways that you can celebrate, just go to dccomics.com slash Batman Day.
1: Okay, so that... I'm super excited. There's for, a Batman hope, Day
0: website!
1: Dude, I know, exactly. I want, I'm, I'm super excited. I hope we can... We got to get ready. We got to prepare for this day. We got
0: to do something. We got to do man. something.
1: We do. We do. We 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 haven't planned anything yet, but it needs to happen. Um, the whole school thing got my old Magoo tangent mind racing, mm-hmm. and I go, okay, what school would have a Batman Day celebration? What if, what if Andy, there were a Batman school that took all of the elements of Batman. And Bruce Wayne, you know his focus, his his training, mm-hmm. you know martial arts, mm-hmm. um, his detective skills. The, what if there was a, an academy that was based around his kind of training, school of thought, etc.?
0: So to, that be be, rad? to become Batman, not or not, to learn about
1: Batman, I think it's. I I don't think the end result is to become Batman. (laughs) I mean, that would be awesome. But I'm thinking, I'm trying to think about this realistically. Yeah. Okay. Could it be an academy where it's sort of just the betterment of you, you know, as a person? Ah, but
0: using the principles of Batman to get you there.
1: Yes. Ah, Yes. I'd do that. Yeah, so it's exactly, and I think it's like an all ages, you know, like how most martial arts are. It's like, well, this isn't about an age thing. You learn these principles, Mm -hmm. whether you're you know, a fifth grader, a first grader, or you're fifty or seventy five, whatever, these are all good principles to live by and I, I think it needs to happen.
0: Wouldn't Man, it be cool? I, I think that's kind of a million dollar idea. Isn't that a cool like thing? I think that if it was like using Batman to inspire using the principles of Batman to teach people tools to make their life better. Yeah. Like think about all the detective. I think there's stuff. There's a lot of there's yeah. there's something there.
1: Like all the charity work that you could do yeah. through. I mean, because that would be a huge part of it. Obviously, the the reaching out, helping hands side of it. Yeah, you know, you're, that's be necessarily, a training
0: I would show up. Yeah,
1: for. yeah.
0: It would be. Could you imagine like a weekend retreat somewhere cool and Batmany, where it's like you're here's Batmany physicality, it. here's yes. problem solving, uh-huh. here's. Uh, compassion, here's detective work, and you, yeah. It could be a camp. Yeah, I like, love that. It could be, yeah, Batman it could be camp. a weak camp. Batman camp.
1: And where, you know, there's like puzzles you know, like the like kind of the room puzzles, except yeah. you've got to use your detective <sighs> skills yeah. like those, like they have around in L.A. and all that right now. And then there's a training course. Stop
0: talking about it. Someone's going to do it. You're right. We're I'm We're going to lose our money.
1: Okay. Crap. All right. Well, if you have the, you know, we'll we'll be the leaders of SETCAN. If you camp. want to invest. We'll make the curriculum. You bring the cash. Yeah. And we will make this happen. Warner Brothers.
0: People would pay for that. Warner Brothers, you bring the rights. Because it's like doing like a leadership <laughs> retreat, but fun. Yeah. Instead of like one of those really... Lame ones. Yeah, like exactly. It would, be, it would be a way to make you want to go to a leadership retreat. Yeah, it
1: would be rad. And all the principles would be there, you know, because they're yeah. all good principles to live by. Justice. Mm-hmm. Justice being the, the biggest one. Right. <laughs> Justice and charity, you know?
0: Hey. Just every 45 minutes, you go to a random participant, punch him in the face, and go, Justice! <laughs>
1: And they can't do anything cuz you're like it. this is this is part of course. For this. You you actually are in debt because of this. Uh, Welcome. anyway,
0: thank you for that.
1: I'm sorry, but I had to get it out there. No problem. I almost apologize to you because I ruined our idea and our ability to go on Shark Tank and pitch it, but you know, hey, if somebody makes it, I'm happy. Just let us be a No, part we of should it. make it. Yeah, you're right. We should um,
0: make it. But anyway, Batman Day is coming up on September
1: 26th, so like two. Mark weeks? your calendars.
0: Two weeks. I think it is two weeks. Two yeah. weeks away. Yeah, we got a plan. I'm gonna go. I'm bringing some I'm Batman gone cupcakes. Oh no, are you gone? Oh, I'm in another wedding. What is with all these weddings? <laughs> two
1: in one month. I've never been invited oh, to weddings. Two God. in one month. I got Dude. a wedding.
0: Maybe we can celebrate. All the early. best weddings are in January. I know. I know, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, Um, crap. Yeah, we'll have to celebrate another way. I I might take the day off work. Just stay home and watch Batman movies all day. Damn right.
1: No lie. I'm calling out sick literally to watch Batman movies. Fire me over it. I dare you. Yes. I dare you, un American Batman hater. Come on. I will eBay a box of
0: the Batman 89 cereal. And eat it. And eat eat it all day until I die.
1: (laughs) It was a valiant death. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Tom Hardy, he was interviewed. Just a little brief snippet uh, from MTV. Uh, where he was asked if he'd like to, der- to, to return to the DC Cinematic Universe. And he said, Of course, I'm Bane. I want to go back. <laughs> uh, which, you know, naturally he said, Bane, That's my name. Bruce Wayne and Batman are totally the same. Uh, and then he, they asked him, of course, who would win, Batman or Superman. And he was quoted to say, I would like to hold the pair of them under the water until the bubbles stop. <laughs> like, he's such a you badass. Are, you are a, uh, he is, amazing. He
0: is so effing, effing alley. alley, Yes, sir. He
1: is. Hashtag effing alley. He Tom is Hardy. is so cool. The guy just gets better and better every time he, anyone he's talks a, to he's him. He's
0: awesome. I, I, I would love his Bane to come back. It can't. but I, I know. I, but what's funny is he said this, and it was really fun. It was really cool. And again, yeah. The headlines. Tom Hardy returning as Bane. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. People.
1: Even even the me writing Tom Hardy wants to come back to the DCU felt like a little bit too much of a like like
0: a mis- embellishment, misdirection. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, yeah. I I yeah. love the fact that he's still proud. Oh, totally. To be Bane.
1: Yes. Absolutely. So cool. I want I want that Bane, just not like the pawn ending where he find out he was just like
0: a he's just a pawn. Was well, it bring going. him back? Yeah. Keep the voice because the voice is effing Alley. Totally effing Alley. And. Give him the, the Luchador mask, Yeah, and I'm
1: happy. And he's the, and make him the mastermind he's supposed to be, as we discussed previously when I pitched Bane. Uh, Andy,
0: so, we've got some DC-themed rides. Yeah, so Six Flags announced for next year all their new attractions, and as is usual, a lot of them are DC Comics-themed, which is very exciting. So yes. uh, Six Flags over Georgia in Atlanta has a new kids' area coming featuring the DC Super Friends. Six Flags Great America, right outside of Chicago, the park that I grew up going to, yeah. is getting the Battle for Metropolis Dark Ride? Wow. Why aren't we getting that here at Magic Mountain, I you don't jerks? I know, I know. Why is none of this But near us? this means next summer I'm going to go home to Chicago to see my family and I'm going to force them to go to Great yeah. America just cuz I want to ride this ride. Yes, road. totally. Uh, Six Flags Mexico in Mexico City is also getting Battle for Metropolis. Six Flags over Texas in Arlington, Texas is getting the Riddler Revenge, Harley Quinn Spin Sanity. And Catwoman Whip didn't they just? Isn't that the one? The same park that just
1: got the Justice League ride as well? Yeah, man, they got it. They got all the good stuff. Arlington, Texas. You need to go to Arlington. Has a bunch of big Bat fans.
0: Yeah, super fans out there. What's and it? and uh, Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in San Francisco slash Sacramento is getting the Joker, which Dude. is a it's a new
1: coaster. It's coaster. Yeah, it's coaster. I think it's like looks like one of those dueling coasters. Yeah, as far
0: it as looks I like the one here, Twisted Claws. Yeah, looks yeah. like that. Um, I know, I noticed we are not getting anything new DC. I know. I think our I think Magic Mountain was on the list, but it wasn't DC based. It was just some other coaster. What does Magic
1: Mountain have the most out of all the parks, as far as that uh, goes? I mean, because obviously no, it's had it has the Riddler, the Batman coaster. It has the little
0: the little area that has like it is Green Lantern. Little, it, has it, has Green it has Green Lantern, Lantern and
1: Superman. And Superman. So it probably has the most, and it has the little Gotham.
0: I want Battle for Metropolis, dude. That's I know. all I want.
1: I, it's kind of weird. Like that's I mean, all
0: I want for Batman Day. Okay? I know that's all we want. Is keep it so the tires. Just bring ask? me Battle for Metropolis.
1: It's a lift, guys. Just pull the ride out you know by a helicopter if you got it just yank it out of arlington for a a few weeks come on let let us ride it come on
0: so for those of you living (laughs) near one of these different six flags you'll have lots of things to look forward to in 2016 and again that'll give me a good excuse to go home and visit in the summer so i can go check out battle for metropolis there yes sir maybe take you take my nephew and niece Mm. we can all defeat the joker together book report buddy yeah book report time so moving on to some listener feedback.
1: Got a little bit this week. Uh, so Dave has written into us this week and said, "Hey guys, I don't think it's been discussed yet on the show, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on the comments made by Warner Brother CEO Kevin Sujihara." I hope I said that right. You I have no did. idea. Correct. In a story posted on August nineteenth about the Ho- on the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, in it, he talks about the reasoning behind the delay in the release of Dawn of Justice. And even more interesting was his statement that he's seen the movie multiple times. If you've already discussed this, please ignore. Thanks and keep up the great work. So I didn't even have time to. I just copy-pasted the article, <laughs> so I didn't even read it. So total fail nice, on my, nice on my part. On, I know, I know. On. This is what happens when you do the show oh, notes man. Uh, day of. Kevin um, Jihara. Well, I guess while you're looking that up, I guess we'll uh, uh, discuss the fact that he's seen the movie multiple times. I mean, I think unless you're pretty unfamiliar with how movies are made, uh, not to to say you aren't, uh, Dave, but um, these movies go through tons of iteration to the point where a lot of times, and especially in the time frame that this – Movie has been made, which it was shot a long time ago. So um, some movies, they they edit them and they get them locked in pretty quick, uh, and the vision is there. And then it's kind of just about the post effects. Uh, But my guess is a movie that is as complicated as bringing all these characters together um, and getting that vision in place. You know, and it's so important about as we talked. Making this is the temple. This is the beginning of all this. I mean, Man of Steel obviously set the stage, uh, but this really is the crescendo into this universe. Um, this movie has probably gone through a ton of different edits um, and and different scenes and whatnot, uh, being you know shortened and lengthened. And it's all about getting that pacing right. So I think uh, I'm not surprised to hear that he's seen it multiple times. Yeah knowing that what he has seen multiple times is a an edit of the movie. Right and, right. and unlikely that is a very final version, but who knows. It's it'll be very interesting to see in the end what Snyder says about that process and how different the movie was from inception conception, whatever you want to call it, inception conception. It's buried in his brain, uh to what we see on screen.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, here I found what Kevin said. Was that enough philandering? Yeah, nice vaping. And, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, first, he said it was a tough decision. This is about delaying the film. He said it was a tough decision at the time because it was going to create a hole in 2015. But it was absolutely the right decision for the franchise, for DC, and the movie. Having seen the movie multiple times and again last night, I'm extremely confident it was the right decision to make the movie better. And it's so important for the studio to get the foundation right on DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went on to talk about the plans for the universe. He says, we have the right team and right people in place. There are no plans to make any changes. Wait, what's he talking about? Oh, he was talking about, uh, having a slow summer so this isn't even about batman v superman so i won't even go into it he was just talking about how even though they had a slow summer he's not worried about it they've got the right people in place yada yada so the important thing is the fact that uh he feels happy with the decision to delay the film totally uh to get it right to make sure they have the right focus on it and how
1: can you argue you can't rush something like yeah
0: i mean i think realistically Mm -hmm. could they have gotten it out Yes, probably. Yes, because they apparently screened it right around when it was supposed supposed to to be released. So, yeah, they probably could have rushed, pulled in overtime and double shifts. They Mm -hmm. probably could have made the July release date. Uh, They didn't, but that's okay because they probably didn't know how hard it was going to be to get it to that date. And so they're like, instead of committing to that date – and then hoping we make it happen or uh-huh. forcing it, mm-hmm. let's give ourselves some breathing room so we know we can be completely confident in the end results. And that's what they did. Of
1: course. Great. You only get a sh- one shot at this. You know, you don't yeah. rush it just for some arbitrary date that you've set. Yeah. You know? And
0: everyone knows this movie has to work. It has to. It has to. If this movie doesn't work, they're boned.
1: Yeah, totally. It's <laughs> This is – it's huge. I mean talk about – if, if there is a point where the bubble could burst, it could be this film. If this film does not live up, which I have full confidence that it will live up to yeah. to the expectation, uh, I think, that everyone has for it, uh, that that could be the burst of the bubble. Because if this huge franchise doesn't kick off the way that they want it to and the way it potentially could, I mean, what's what's the rest of the slate going to look like? Right. You know? Yeah, it's going
0: it's to be really of- hard to get people excited about a Justice League if they don't like these characters Mm -hmm. at the end of Dawn of Justice that's right yep so better to take the time and make it happen it seems that Kevin Sujahara has a good uh, outlook on that and he feels good about it Mm -hmm. which means yeah they had not a great 2016 or not a great 2015 right but they're looking forward to a really good 2016. <laughs> That's okay.
1: We're going to have like 10 years of amazing movies yeah. if they're successful to make plenty of that money. Could back. be worse. They could it. be Sony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. yeah.
0: So uh, thank you for the message, Dave. Much appreciated. Yes, Moving sir. on to the next uh, email that we got from Albert V. He says, hey, Andy and Jamie, another great podcast. I find it awesome that you guys still manage to put out an entertaining weekly pod even when there isn't much news or material out there to cover. And I find it in no way annoying. You rock. LOL hashtag not so annoying (laughs) Uh, do you guys remember the days when loving Batman and comic book things wasn't mainstream when people would have never fathomed the thought of a cinematic universe for comic book superheroes let alone two competing universes I do and I like to call those days my childhood grew up in a small town with no comic book shop and one theater that only had three screens that being said, I somehow still found a way to become a huge Bat fan, comic book fan. I credit that in large to my parents. I remember my dad watching the Batman 66 episodes with me and taking me to opening night of Batman 89 and buying me a shirt to wear to the showing. I was a kid during Batman the Animated Series, so naturally I was never awake Saturday mornings to watch it. No worries. My mom had the VCR set to record, and needless to say, I never missed an episode. Oh, VCRs. So yep. awesome. I remember the first comic book I read in my life was one my mom picked up from a garage sale. Frank Miller's *The Dark Knight Returns*. Who in their right mind sells? Who in their right mind sells *The Dark Knight Returns* at a garage sale? <laughs> funny thing. What is, a fortunate one to pick yeah, up. Out, I mean, out of it's all, a all of them, great entry point. Totally. Uh, funny thing is, my parents couldn't tell you the difference between Batman and Superman. I think they just put themselves through torture to support their obviously geeky son. LOL. Well, anyway, didn't mean to ramble with a stroll down memory lane. Just wanted some perspective for the question I wanted to ask you guys. When did you know you were a Bat fan? How was your fandom cultivated? Keep up the good work, guys. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag annoying. Yeah.
1: And that was Albert V. Albert, thank you, man. No, I had no apologies, necessary. I love uh, that you took us uh, down a walk through memory lane in your childhood because... Uh, it is really interesting, um, everyone's story and kind of how they get into this stuff. Uh, I'll start with me because mine's probably shorter, and, and I, I think you're probably more dedicated and have a cooler history with stuff this stuff uh, than I do. Um, for me, I always liked Batman. I always liked comic books. Comic books were one of those things that – I would get every once in a blue moon. You know, I didn't go regularly. It was – my dad would – you know, back when you could get them at 7-Elevens, he would grab them on business trips and, and bring them back to me. So I had a lot of really random um, Blackhawk and all these random comics that I would get. Uh, but the toys were a big thing for me. I had a lot of Batman toys um, that I always enjoyed getting. But mine, I think my kind of stand and like "No, I love Batman was actually high school for me, so it was a little bit later mm-hmm. um, where and it was it totally stemmed from one of those you know, Batman versus Superman who would win conversations. And I remember like talking to people about it and and just getting really like passionate about, you know, being like, no! Like, it, this is, he's just so much cooler because uh, I love Superman, but you know, he's a self-made man and all this stuff. And it just intrigued me more, kind of really thinking about his backstory and got me going, you know, I really should, I really want to start picking up some of the old books again, mm-hmm. you know, and so I did and then I, I, uh, I remember picking up Batman hush and that was what really got me back into it that mm-hmm. w- i was like dude batman is amazing right now i gotta get back into this and that that was really where i kind of like staked my uh, batman flag into yeah. uh, into the earth and was like i'm a huge fan this is my thing
0: yeah very cool and like you i was always drawn to batman yes e- as long as i can remember mm-hmm. like as long as i remember being a kid mm-hmm. if i saw A picture of a superhero or a cartoon with a superhero, that was what I liked. Yeah. I was just immediately drawn to it. And Batman, I was always kind of drawn to him the most. Mm -hmm. So like Super Friends and things like that. Yeah. Even before I even knew what I liked, I remember liking Super Friends for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So it was was just kind of in my DNA. Yeah. And then – the very first batman shirt was kind of when i became more of a batman kid yeah. i got a shirt of adam west as batman ah, that's awesome. and it was probably like 1988 you wow. know it was before the movie came out but very cool. there was this shirt at a Record store. My mom bought it for me, and I wore it to school. And that was when my mom—the moment where all the other kids were like, "Oh, Andy's got a Batman shirt. He must like Batman. Andy must be the Batman guy." And it just kind of happened. That's awesome. And that was probably, oh my god, like third or fourth grade. Something like that. Wow. And so that was when I, you know, I started watching like the old Batman '66 show Uh and reruns. Uh Um, But it was—it was, of course, the summer of 1989 where where Batman took over my life like that that entire summer I thought about nothing but Batman I read nothing but Batman I bought nothing but Batman stuff Mm -hmm. I had shelves in my bedroom that I would just fill with Batman stuff (laughs) if I got you know Couple dollars for my paper out, I would go buy anything with a Batman symbol that's on awesome. it. So, see, that's so cool. <laughs> I always say, I always say that you know, I dated Batman up until 1989, and then the summer of 1989, we got married, and yeah. now it's a lifelong thing.
1: Yes, sir. That's and so it, awesome.
0: and never looked back. And so, I've you know, I've loved Batman ever since then. Who cultivated it? My parents, not so much. Uh, they they allowed it, but there were a few times in my in my teenage years where they're like, "All right, Andy, enough with the comic books. Get your head mm. in the real world." Oh, really? So they weren't the most supportive parents, oh wow! They don't listen to the show. I can say that. Yeah, they were, they were never super supportive oh. of me and my geeky habits. Oh no! Uh, especially my mom; she's kind of awful. But
1: <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, man. Oh yeah, like uh, I, I like
0: I took a lot of crap from my specifically my mom. My dad didn't really care, but yeah. specifically my mom of like all right, enough with kid stuff. Yeah. You know, yes. time to grow up, yeah, kid. You know, man. Yeah, uh, never grow
1: up, man. Which Screw is that. a bunch of nonsense. So yeah. it I
0: was mostly cultivated by myself. And then I've talked about in the past, my stepfather yeah. was super supportive of yeah. my Batman love. That's awesome. And he would do, he was the one who would like tape the Batman show for me so I could watch it. And uh, he's the one who would let me talk about Batman, whether or not he cared, he would always listen and pretend to that's care. so cool. So he was the one who was supportive when at the same time, you know, may my other my real parents less so uh Uh, and then never looked back so batman fan ever since
1: good man yeah well hey you know like that's that's the beauty of all this stuff you get find like some sanctuary well when
0: when i mean i i i think i i work on a comic book disney kingdoms uh and when when the first comic book with my name came out i i tagged it and i was like I remember being told the comic books are kids' stuff, yeah. and they're pointless and they're a waste of time. Yeah. And now I'm getting paid to work on a comic book. Cue Phil Collins, "Take a look at me now." Yeah, boom, right and, there. <laughs> and my mom was like, "Good for you! I'm so proud of you." I'm yeah. like, uh, "You remember when I said the yeah. people who told me it was a waste of time? Yeah. I'm talking about you." Yeah, it's <laughs> you were one. Don't of those pretend people. you were supportive. Oh, you weren't.
1: That's tough. Anyway. Wow. It's good man you fought through all that's that. That's way stuff. too much. Yeah. That's
0: way too much insight into my, my no, no, no no. but it's uh, cool
1: it's cool. No, it's obviously a lot of passion there and it, it's great you fought through that adversity. But you know, I kind of knew that I loved what yeah. I
0: loved and you know i lump it. it.
1: Go for it guys. You know that's a we're, like, we're like-minded in that. It's like you got to just – you know, I mine was cultivated because I always just drew stuff. And I had a neighbor actually, this guy, uh, Kevin Gentilcore, who's an artist uh, um, still and does comic book art. Uh, he does this cool book called Teenage Love Zombies and all this other awesome stuff. Uh, he inspired me to start drawing, and that was when I got into superheroes was actually that. And then my folks were always – my folks were always really, you know – super supportive luckily uh with that kind of stuff and <laughs> took let me take the risk of going to art school and all that anyway so um yeah it's uh it's cool to see you know like how how Batman brings us together, even from all these different points in, right. and yeah. on, and all that. But uh, you know, Albert, I think you share in that um, in that same way, where we all come from different backgrounds, and again, we all are this Bat family together. And I love it's pretty magic Batman. It's pretty rad, pretty great. Uh, so moving on to our final one from Andy P. Andy P. Our buddy who's written us a couple times. Who's I think he's selling himself to be the second Andy on this podcast, <laughs> as he had mentioned before. The position is filled. Yeah, Randy I'm P. sorry, Andy. We already. Have have one Andy and uh, he's he's not going anywhere. Uh, but he said hello Jamie and Andy. Great we're calling out Michael Shannon. He's going to be feeling pretty sheepish when he listens to this episode which he totally would. To- <laughs> so oh, I remember a while back, take your medicine Michael. Shannon. Yeah, take that Shannon. We're against you, Blair. Uh uh so I remember a while back, Jamie casually mentioned the Deathstroke fight in Identity Crisis unknowingly and unintentionally selling me on that book. I don't even remember that. Uh, I read it and thought that the <laughs> fight either. was just about the coolest thing ever. Um, you were the one who had, had sold me on Identity Crisis. Um yeah, uh, I think just, someone
0: still has my copy because I've been forcing everyone to read it. I think oh, Josh it. Really? Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's good. So good. It's so good. Uh, uh, just wanted to know from the both of you which is your favorite Batman fight in the comics. Personally, I love Bruce's rematch of the Mutant Gang, the leader in The Dark Knight Returns. Batman versus Ra's Al Ghul, uh, pronounced with the S H, Raish, uh, and The Birth of the Demon. Whoa, we got the, uh, the, uh, the Brian argument over here. Brian's. <laughs> fist pumping as we speak, uh, and where Batman takes the shovel to the chest, and I just can't leave out the recent Batman versus Justice League from the Endgame arc. Thanks for the episode, great as always, Andy P.
0: Uh, this is a tough one. This is when I wish I'd prepared.
1: I know, me actually I can't I, as, think. As I told you, I don't prepare for these things, my, so it's even Steven. My with mind the both of us. goes blank. Um. Uh i really like the the raz al ghul one uh from hush actually where he's because he's they're both fighting with swords i yeah. love that i love when batman and 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 raz or race whatever you want to say uh are going old school usually you know bruce has got the cowl but he's shirtless you know it's just just raw <laughs> so man awesome. fighting you know it's just super super rad um, yeah. obviously the nightfall uh fight where uh, Bruce Wayne, not when he gets his back broken, but when he comes back uh, and... Uh, def- Wait, does he-, he... defeats Azrael. He defeats he Azrael. Yeah. He doesn't defeat Bane. Which was that's always right. kind of always kind of the
0: flaw of the, the story, is the fact that yeah, he doesn't rematch with Bane. That's right.
1: I was thinking that he beat him, but no, you're no, right. It's Azrael, Azrael that does, beats him, yeah. and then he comes back and beats Jean-Paul Valley. Nah. It's still cool that he takes out John paul Valley, but... Um, what else, what do you got? I got. That I don't got much. I, I'll of, be like... honest
0: with you. I mean, I think the Dark Knight Returns with the mutant gang leader is a great call, Super Andy P. Uh, oh, I got one that's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
1: but ca- like kind of an, a weird one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But from uh, Earth One, Batman, Bruce Wayne fights Alfred. Oh, <laughs> and, nice. And you know, because it's the it's the trained Alfred. Yeah. And they're just beating the crap out of one another. And. Alfred, uh, spoiler alert! Alfred kind of gets a leg up on him, and he's like, "Yeah, that's right, stay down." And then Bruce is like, "Nope," and just still keeps coming. And he's like, you know, saying Alfred's kind of saying, "You think you got it? What it takes? You got nothing." And then when he comes back and keeps fighting him, he's like, "All right, maybe you do yeah, got something. It. Maybe
0: you do got something." And that's it's, cool. It's,
1: wicked. I'm it's still, wicked. Yeah, I
0: still got to read that. It's on my queue. Uh, uh, anyway, I agree with you about uh, Dark Knight Returns, which is a. A good go-to. I also really liked Batman versus the Justice League and Endgame. Um, The one I'm going to go with just because it's fresh in my memory is Hush. Uh, Mm -hmm. Specifically, not even when he's fighting Superman or when he's fighting Hush. Mm -hmm. The, the, The opening to that story when he's fighting just a bunch of thugs. Yeah. I loved it because you saw him assess every criminal. Yeah. Said who they are, yeah. what they do, uh-huh. how they think, and how he dispatches them, uh-huh. and then he does it, and he uh-huh. moves yeah. to the next one. Yeah, and so I forgot about that. It's That's cool. it's fantastic. It's the reason it's fresh is because I just did a holy batcast all about Batman Hush.
1: Yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, oh yeah. Buddy. So if
0: you love the book Hush, we go into great detail about fantastic. it. We do like ninety minutes dissecting Hush, Brrr. which was super fun. So it's less
1: stressful than the Batman for everyone. Much,
0: <laughs> much less stressful. Glad to hear it. Um, but uh, but because it's so fresh and my mind and I just read it and took all these notes. That one I remember because I love it because it really gives you a glimpse into how Batman stays one step ahead and how mm. he always comes out on top is because he is always thinking yes. and he is always changing and shifting what he's doing depending on who he's fighting yeah. I think you know, I think the Ross fight is great I do think the fight with Superman is great mm. again to show kind of his thought process sure. of like you don't come to Gotham and not be pre- or you don't come to Metropolis and not be prepared for him totally. that kind of stuff uh, yeah. but yeah I'm going to go to the beginning of Hush because even though it's not him fighting the Joker yes. it's such a cool glimpse into what makes Batman Batman?
1: Absolutely, good call. This, see, you pulled it out, man. Whew. That was a great one. Pressure, great, man. Yeah, Pressure. But hey, that's the, how it goes. The
0: other great thing is a couple episodes ago, one of our guys, it might have been Andy P. I don't, I don't remember specifically who asked me to sell you on the Riddler. Yeah, and I did my best. Well, I, you know, I was like, I can't even think of a great Riddler story to dive into. I, having just reread Hush, I'm like. Read Hush. Beautiful one. Read Hush. I mean, Riddler pl- is not in it much. Right. But when he's in it, it gives you a perfect glimpse into why the Riddler is awesome. He's
1: got a huge role yes. in, that, in that story. So
0: so when it was like, oh, why do you love the Riddler? Read through Hush, yeah, and you can see why Riddler can be so formidable.
1: Yep. They, they get it. They get it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I, I can't wait to listen to the Holy Batcast to get a refresher, because it's been a while since I've read it uh but we gotta wrap up here guys uh it's our time so thank you guys so much for writing in as always we really appreciate all the feedback send us all your batman memories we love it and let us know what you're doing for batman day we want to know you know maybe we'll steal some of your ideas even though i might not be here oh gosh uh but uh and don't forget to check out holy batcast uh andy's other podcast that he does and all the other uh podcasts on the batman universe podcast network uh that'll do it uh Oh, yeah, write to the Facebook page and stuff. We check that as well. Right to uh, the Facebook page. Yeah, right, you know, just write us. Just say hi. We, we just want to hear your beautiful comments and your bat love all over <laughs> this. <laughs> so that'll do it. On behalf of Andy, I have been Jamie, and this has been the Batman Universe.
0: batman universe is not affiliated with warner brothers or dc entertainment the thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for but thanks for joining us for this episode and we will see you around gotham Let's get this podcast started. Ooh, I get to do the intro. That's you, buddy. Oh my god! The All pressure you... is on. <laughs> what
1: will you do? I, what?
0: I'll what? probably just do what I always do. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty
1: much the standard I, intro as we. It's always It's not say.
0: like I'm going to start with a yodel this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on!
1: <laughs> but now that Although you've teased it, you should yodel, <laughs> yodel, That's pretty good, man. Yeah, thanks. I, don't, I didn't even practice. I, I can't. I can't hang him when it comes to yodeling. I, I, We'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, we get some training. You've been doing training. I could use some training sessions. Some yodel you know. training.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the Batman universe. We're, we're going to teach you how to yodel. That's
1: right. It's a slow news week. As, as you might have expected when it comes to Batman, yodeling goes hand in hand. That's right. That's right. The new Batman villain, the Yodeler. <laughs> that should be a. That would be a really good... That'd like 66. If, if King Tut could like be a Like in Hosen. Dude. Is, what was it oh the archer I was thinking the I was archer, like, wasn't yeah. there something like that there was, that. The, archer, was like the
0: archer the minstrel like uh-huh. yeah it was yeah. insane oh gosh alright